0: hey everyone uh welcome back to another episode it's currently 10 a.m and uh wind turbine is up and running and producing power yes you know all the little work all the little details to you know get your project done and complete it you know once it's up and running you're happy now i'm following up with the um, information about it maybe being bent so now that it's up there and running, um, I do notice that there is a very slight. Um, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even want to call it a wobble, but it's like. the, the best way I can explain it is, it's running, but it's not running the like top notch. I, I believe the sh- it looks like the shaft is just bent a, like a hair, and it just takes that just enough to, you know. Um, because I'm looking at it and I can see the it's it's spinning perfectly smoothly, no problem. Um, but I do see a slight divot, like a slight. Well, I guess you call it a wobble, a slight wobble in it. And it's not because nothing, everything is loose. Everything is nice and tight. So um, what it is, it's the um, that the rotor shaft connected to the magnets um, that's you know bent a little bit. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I already ordered a replacement um, shaft, and I also order already ordered a replacement rotor. Um, this is exactly why I wanted to get it up already, because yesterday when when I was dealing with it, it was not windy at all. And um, this morning, when I made the early um, podcast at like 4 a.m., I believe it was. It was it wasn't wasn't windy at all. Um, but right now, it's it's windy, and it's um, producing power. I mean, it's not super windy or anything, but it is windy. Um, I think we're producing, like, 300 watts somewhere around there on the wind turbine, which is, which is what it should be putting out at, like, these common wind speeds right now. The wind speeds are really low. They're not, like, super windy like we normally get. Um, but at least it's good because I want to be able to determine what's happening with the wind turbine. So this is a really good test, so I'm really glad I put it up yesterday. It just confirms my suspicions that I do need a new rotor and a new um, hub. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It it looks perfectly fine, but I can tell there's a slight wobble in it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, slight wobble. Um, But the new location is working out good. The tie-down wires, or the guide wires, are working out good. Uh, The anchors are really strong, so I'm not going to have a problem with that for a really long time. So yeah, I uh, just got to wait for the replacement parts. I'm actually just going to leave it up there and produce power like it is right now. All this extra power, just let it produce. Uh, and then when the new stuff comes in, I'll go ahead and lower the wind turbine with the winch. Uh, and then, you know, take it apart, um, put the new components back in, and then I'll winch it back up. No big deal. But at least we're, we have it up and running, um, considering that, you know, probably for the last six months or so, from the time it came crashing down it's the wind the wind turbine's just been laying on its side i took off the wind turbine but the pole was laying on the on the hillside crooked just laying down the concrete was it was still connected to the old concrete slab um so at least now it's been moved it's been set up um uh, you know and it's working so i'm happy about that for now um the new blades are awesome though um yeah i, I love their wind turbine blades that you just can't beat them. Like you really can't. They're they're substantial. They're they're beefy. They're meaty, and um, they're the thickness of them is really nice compared to all the other blades I've ever owned. Um, they make some of the nicest blade uh, wind turbine blades for sure. Um, because they're wider on the bottom blade part of it, and the angle that it, that they have it made at, it's able to to catch that wind a lot more efficient, and start up the wind turbine at a way lower speed. Right now, I am running five wind turbine blades on it. I originally thought I only was running three on this one, but I've always switched between three, five, and six, just experimenting, right, um, with different you know amounts of um, wind turbine blades. And um, I actually have five connected to it right now. I actually just that's what I replaced. So I just wanted to replace it with what with what I knew was working pretty good for me. So five wind turbine blades. Yeah, I can tell there's a, and honestly, the the main reason I can tell there's a slight uh, wobble is from actually the wind turbine tail. Um, because when I look at the blades and everything, it's spinning, it looks nice and smooth. But when I look at the tail, I can see it jumping around a little bit. Like it's not, you know, not left to right, but up and down, which is not supposed to do that. So um, it's a really slight bump, but still enough to make sure that I have to replace those parts. So yeah, good to go on that. Um, <coughs> excuse me, guys. Uh, the di- diesel mechanic is out at the front of the property working on some of the projects already. Um, I did start my garden um, for the biogas digester. I'm going to be using all the um, all the fertilizer that comes out of it. So I started um, some plants from seeds in um, some small little um, jiffy pucks or jiffy pots that you can buy at like Home Depot. Um, And we already have sprouts. We have probably, hmm, I don't know, maybe, well, let's see, one, two, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. We already have 18 sprouts, and we have quite a bit more. So um, the new little sprouts are looking really healthy and good. So happy about that. So yeah, um, now it's just a matter of waiting for the biogas digester to create the first round of flammable gas. Uh, And then from there I can start feeding it all this food waste I've been saving for a while now. Um, So I'm just in lingo with the biogas digester. Um, I am able to keep it a lot warmer now um, because I'm running the radiant floor heating system underneath the biogas digester at a higher temperature. I'm actually running it at once it hits 150 degrees it starts to pump that hot water through the grid underneath the digester. Um, and then, you know, it's just a cycle all day long and it's all automated. So I don't have to do anything. Um, I, can, I can obviously adjust the temperatures if I want, but currently at the current temperature, it's working really good. So um, yeah, last night um, it stayed at 40, no it's not 40, sorry, 73 degrees. Is the, the the coolest it cooled down to on the bow digester um, So today it's hit and miss with the the weather as far as Sun um, We have some really nice big Sun pockets and then the clouds come in and then it open the skies open up again It's kind of back and forth like that right now um, So we should be able to get back up to uh, Let's see probably I'm mm, Let's see probably about 77 degrees um considering the weather we'll see though but at least it is working um because if i didn't have anything trying to heat it um you know to help warm it up um then it would be staying you know a lot cooler which is obviously going to take way a lot longer for it to activate and start producing biogas um so yeah uh I, oh another thing is yesterday i actually tried to repair that other solar hot water heating panel that i installed that had a that had two leaks um i was thinking i wasn't going to be able to repair it because it was in such bad shape where the leaks were at it was like big holes um but i kept soldering on it and soldering on it and heating it up and soldering on it and i actually closed up one of the holes and it doesn't leak at all uh and then the other one i've been working on it and um i think i'm very close um to having it completely sealed up and if that is the case then I'll just leave it alone. I'll just basically hook it up and let it run with the other solar hot water heating panel um, until I start noticing it leaking or it creates a new leak someplace else. Um, Then I'll deal with it. Then I'll just remove the glass. And at that point, I'll reassess if I want to try to solder those areas or do I just want to rip it out and put my own copper piping in. Because I did price the copper tube. uh, It's a coil. Um, It's 50 foot long. And I was planning on probably putting... Um, one or two coils inside that solar hot water heating box, you know, after I remove the old stuff. But each coil is about $94 right now because copper is expensive. Copper has always been expensive, um, but you know, with the whole thing going on in the world with Ukraine and Russia and everything else, um, copper prices are going up. And so at $94, if I was to buy two, I don't even know if I need to buy two rolls. I might, I might only have to buy just one 50-foot roll. Um, but even at one 50-foot roll, that's another $94, which really I don't want to spend right now just because I got other things going on. I've been, you know, smashing out all these projects and, you know, spending money on this, spending money on that, just trying to get everything caught up, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to see if I'm going to be able to um, save that solar hot water heating panel temporarily at least um until it doesn't work you know so uh you know pick and choose your battles right but yeah I kind of got lucky yesterday I was heating up and soldering heating up and soldering and I was able to completely close up one of the holes and um the other bigger hole that I've been working on um was giving me trouble because I kept soldering it um you know a couple days ago but it just kept leaking um so I reheated all up and remelted all that solder out of there uh, and started over again, um, but controlling my temperature of my 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 heat source, which is a map torch um, with the you know the yellow bottle map, um, so it burns way hotter than propane. And so I was torching the area, heat up and torch, heat up and torch, and uh, you know use the solder to try to um, you know float over all those areas to close up the gaps and the holes. And um, so far, I think I got it pretty close. So I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna put water in that panel right now. And I'm going to determine if it's still leaking. Because yesterday after I put water in it, I didn't see any leaks. Um, But it was getting late in the afternoon when I was doing the wind turbine. I was kind of doing that and the wind turbine at the same time. And it was getting too dark where I couldn't see anymore as far as if it was, you know, slightly leaking. So I'm going to go ahead and take a look at that after Mm -hmm. I make this podcast. And then, um, you know, if I can get, if it stops leaking, I'm going to put the glass back on. And then I'm going to plumb it into the other solar hot water heating panel and then we'll start heating way more water. Um, not only will we be able to heat it a little bit hotter, but we'll be able to maintain that heat a lot longer. So for the so when the timer turns on t- or temperature sensor triggers on the pump to turn on, you know, it's pumping that hot water through real quick, but as soon as the colder water comes back in and it cools down that the area where I have the temperature sensor located, it actually shut it off because I don't want it to to pump colder water. I want only hot water pumping through that grid. Um, So, you know, there's that that time delay between when it shuts off and it has to wait for the temperature to gain back up to 150 and then turn back on and continue that cycle. Um, with, With two solar hot water heating panels, the water will heat up twice as fast, but not only that, have more volume of water because there's obviously more volume in both panels instead of just one, which means that when it finally starts its first couple cycles, the water is going to be staying pretty hot in there to the point where it's going to maintain the temperature um, longer over a longer period of time. Which also means that the solar hot water heating pump I have on there will actually run more, which is okay. Um, let it run more to circulate that hot water, you know, instead of having that downtime, you know, between. It heating back up and then you know um, back and forth so it's really going to give it a boost and i and i know for a fact that if i was to put this other solar hot water heating panel on and get it working i should easily be able to maintain 80 degrees on this biogas digester my goal was about 90 to 94 degrees so I'm, I'm getting there i am getting there now another thing is is that i do have the solar hot water heating um not sorry i have the heating element Electric heating element from like your like you can buy for your um, hot water heaters. I have one in the tank inside the digester. But I only, I have it to turn on and off only when there's a lot of excess power that I'm not consuming or using. Um, well, now with the wind turbine on, you know, I'm able to run that heater element um, a lot sooner or and or a lot longer. Because now I have more power coming into my system. Um, so I'm trying to use it all up plus too, my solar hot water heating um, Tank downstairs for domestic hot water um, Is already hot <laughs> Actually um, at I think it was at 930 this morning 930 yeah about 930 I, I looked at my temperature on my hot water heater downstairs, and it was already 140 degrees so uh, We already have plenty of hot water for the house. We're, we're pretty good on that um, so now we can start dumping all that extra power into that other heating element that's in the biodigester. digester. So right now we have three sources of heating. We have the natural sunlight heating the biogas digester bag, which is all black. Um, and then we have the radiant floor heating system underneath it. Um, and that's being run off the um, two solar hot water heating. Well, one right now. I'm trying to get the other one running. Uh, and then I do have that heater element inserted into the biogas digester itself. So that's the um, third um, heating source. Um, But I am running the um, heating element on 120 volts instead of 220. If I run it on 220, I know it'll heat it up way faster. Um, But I want to, you know, be careful with all my my energy consumptions and where I'm using the energy and stuff like that. So um, right now it's just running on 120, which is like a... It's only running on quarter of what it could put out, you know. So if 100% was 100% and... You know, I'm running at 120, it reduces the, the heating capacity quite a bit, you know. But to say the least, it is heating, you know. Because actually, that's how I have my hot water heater set up for my house. It's actually wired, for, the heater elements is all wired on 120. I, I used to have them on 220. Um, but then I started realizing that I would like to um, not put such heavy loads on my inverters and all that stuff. Because I want to stretch the the lifespan of everything. So I'm running it on 120. It's got no problem heating up my hot water. As I um, just told you guys at 930, I already had 140 degree hot water. And not only that, it's 10 o'clock in the morning now. And I'm going to be gaining all this extra hot water from the solar hot water heating panels. That's tied into my domestic system. So by the end of the day, we'll be pushing 150 to 155 degree water. Easy. No problem um, uh, for my, ho- for my house, so, you know, you got to kind of pick and choose your battles, you know, um, I'm kind of thinking about switching the heater element that's in the biogas digester, um, down to a, um, 4000 watt or maybe a 3500 watt, um, heater element, and then I'll run it on 220, and then I'll be able to gain way more heat, um, way more efficient, um, at at five thousand five hundred watts, that's what that one heater element's rated at. If I, you know, it's going to be taking a lot of power, you know, um, when I could be using that power for other things as well. So, kind of pick and choose your battles, figure out what you can and cannot do, and stuff like that. On one more note, um, I don't want to make this podcast long winded. On another note, I was able to finally get my dryer up and running. So I bought a brand new washer and dryer a couple of years ago okay and I've been using the washer like you know nonstop every day pretty much we, we wash clothes pretty much every day or every other day and um, I have a clothesline that I have on my porch because it's really windy and sunny and hot out here uh, so it, it dries the clothes no problem pretty quick but sometimes we do laundry in the late afternoon you know when we come home from whatever we're doing and it doesn't have enough time to dry by the morning time so then we have wet clothes still sitting out there right well, I had a brand new gas um, dryer um, sitting under my house, still wrapped up in plastic that I never used, just because I never I didn't have time to hook it up. Um, so last week, I was actually able to, um, you know, take it apart because when we buy gas appliances here, it comes natural gas, and we have to convert them to propane. And so until the biogas digester is starting to produce a lot of gas. Uh, I'm going to run the dryer on strictly propane for now. Um, so I had to change out the orifices. Uh, so I took apart the dryer, found the orifice, took out the the, the natural gas orifice, put the propane orifice in. And so um, now I do have a dryer. And I did a test run just to turn it on for about, you know, 5, 10 minutes just to see if it was going to work. And it does work. Um, but I haven't actually put any clothes in it to actually dry it yet, dry any clothes. Um, So today I'm going to wash a load of clothes, actually two loads of clothes, uh, and then I'm going to throw them in that dryer and see how the propane dryer works. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. This is my first propane um, or gas dryer. I've always had like electric dryers and stuff. So if it works, great, good. And in the future, when we start producing a lot of biogas, more than we can actually use and consume then I might actually convert the gas dryer over to a biogas dryer to dry, you know, your clothes and stuff. So that might be exciting at some point down the road, but we'll see. For now, I need to run it on propane because that's what it's set up for, and I have no choice. (laughs) So I got to run it on propane until um, further notice. Let's put it that way. So as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go throw the laundry in for wash, and then I'm going to go and put some water through that solar hot water heating panel to see if it's leaking anymore. And if it's not, then I'm gonna work on plumbing that all together today, real quick. And then um, that's it. Wait for the clothes to dry, throw them in the dryer. Um, and in the meantime, I am waiting for the diesel mechanic. He's working on one project at a time up there. So when he gets closer to my projects, um, like my ranch truck and stuff like that, um, you know, then, then I'll go and do it, do with that for sure. The other thing is too, I gotta have him make some more hydraulic hoses for the bobcat. So the Bobcat Skidster has been working pretty good, except I do have um, two um, two more leaks that um, came up after we already fixed everything else, um, which was to be expected because those hydraulic lines are really old. And so I, I even told him I said I said, you pretty much got job security because at some point in the in the near future, I'm gonna have to have you go and make new hydraulic lines for the other side. And sure enough, it was like you know, three days after I had it fixed. I already had, you know, a leak coming from the other hoses, Um, so I need to have him uh, measure them and, you know, figure out what fittings he's going to need to make the hydraulic hoses for me. So, um, yeah, we got some things to do today, but definitely want to follow up with everyone. The wind turbine is up and running, producing power, but it is slightly bent, and so we have some parts coming in to fix that, and we're just going to keep moving on these projects, guys. We're going to just keep tackling. Just keep moving. Am I tired and exhausted from doing all this stuff? Absolutely. Like right now, all I want to do is just lay down and go to sleep. (laughs) But, you know, you got to stay ambitious, guys, and just keep pushing. Because like you can see the things you get done, you know, when you just push, push, push. You start seeing all these things that just start getting accomplished. And you're like, yes. Um, But at some point, you do need some rest too. So anyway, guys, stay tuned. I'll keep you guys up to date. I'll see you guys on the next one.